Hello and welcome to wherever you may be. We are proud to be part of the 90 Minutes Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Chelsea. My name is Rory Jennings and joining me today is my good friend, Charlie Skillen. Skiller from Manila, how are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I'm a lot better than I was after last weekend. Uh, Charlie, Chelsea are brilliant. We battered Crystal Palace. Yeah, we were fantastic. And Palace, you know, they're a good side. They're very tight at the back. They're very good at um, hitting teams on the break. I was a bit worried before the game because those are two things that we're not very good at. And um, we stepped right up to the test and uh, banished all the considerable and just justified doubts that came about from the West Brom game and Tottenham in the Cup. Yeah, they were. Um, they, yeah, I was worried going into that game. I thought that Palace looked very good so far this season. That result against Manchester United was very impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've they've shown that they can cause teams problems, um, and it was it was so you know the knives are out for Frank a little bit, not in terms of losing his job, but just in terms of you know they spent a lot of money this summer and going out to Tottenham in the cup is obviously <laughs> is is so far from ideal that it was so important to get a win um, on the boards as soon as possible and to do so in such like emphatic fashion. Is um, gives us reason to be optimistic heading into the international break. I'm really annoyed the international break has come at this time because I feel like we're we're sort of we've got a really good momentum from that Palace game. But it does help slightly. We've got a lot of injuries, haven't we? So it gives people another week. Pulisic it does just back. It gives him another week. Obviously, we still haven't seen Ziyech. Um, I think an, an, a week could be a bonus. You, you you want to go into a break with a win behind you as well. It's not the it's not Absolutely. the worst time in the world, is it? No, but I, I mean, winning breeds winning, doesn't it? And I think Lampard will be very frustrated that he's finally getting some players back and then suddenly they're all going off for a week and and, and uh, playing for their countries. Um, I think you're right. I think that's been a massively under underlooked, uh, sorry, over, <laughs> overlooked um, aspect of this season is that even though some of the results haven't been that great, the transformation to your team that Christian Pulisic and Zayic have um, cannot be overstated, really. I mean, it, it completely changed the way you play, having two flying wingers like that. And I think that is even more reason to be optimistic. And I, I can't wait to see. I think only when they're fit, you will see a full strength Chelsea side. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've obviously had a summer spending spree. And part of that spree, but perhaps not the glamorous, uh, not certainly not the jewel in the crown of that spree, would be Ben Chilwell. He was magnificent God. against uh, Palace, wasn't he? Well, I had him at thirty-three to one first goal. I was buzzing. Yeah, first first time we've had somebody that can whip in across as reliably as that for a long time. Oh yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. It made such a difference. Um, reminded me of Ashley Cole a little bit. The way it was just his movement up and down the pitch and. Um, the way he was just so assured, he he was he was so good at um, escaping Palace's pressing tactics, and yeah, what a, what a what a way to start with a with a fantastic goal. Yeah, a very good goal, big goal as well because you know you just you start to get a bit worried, don't you? Even when you're even though you're playing well, until that goal comes, you are nervous, especially off the back of what had happened most recently. Yeah, I mean, of course, but it's been such a problem position for us left back. 
Alonso has been appalling this season. Emerson was appalling when he came on against Tottenham. Um, and I think, you know, they, they they spent the money on Chilwell and there were some whispers, like mainly on social media, really, that, you know, people didn't think he was worth the money. But I think so far, he's proved that it was the right choice. And he, I think he can really lock that position down for the next, um, well, could, could be up to 10 years, couldn't it? Do you think uh, Marcus Alonso will ever play for the club again? Um, yes, I do. I do. Um, probably only because they're not going to be able to sell him. Um, and I think, you know, the, the we will be playing so many games this year. I think he does have some... He does, he does offer things, Alonso. You know, he, he's, he's left-footed, which a lot of our team aren't. He's tall, so he offers an out ball. And as we know, as we've celebrated so many times, he does pop up with a goal. I do think that can be, if, you know, if he is in form, he can be a a reasonably valuable member of the squad. I just think, I think it's so noticeable when he plays left back in a back four. It's a bit like the Kepa thing when when teams started shooting outside the box because the saving like ratio was so poor. I think when Alonso plays in a back four, that's one of the first things that teams that play Chelsea do and that was that was evident in the in the first few games he had a terrible time with Lamptey because he was massively targeted um, against Brighton similar story against West Brom and with Ben Chilwell in that role I don't think teams are going to be targeting that left-hand side anymore no he's a he's a far better defender and that's what I quite like about him he's one of the few defenders fullbacks around at the moment who seem to know that their main priority is to defend He's good going forward, but his priority mm. is totally what's going on behind rather than forward, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, very much in that Ashley Cole mold. You know, he he, he was valuable going forward. Um, Chilwell's probably, probably a little bit more attacking than Ashley Cole, but the main priority was covering the centre-halves. Quick movement, um, quick passing to start attacking moves, but from that first third of the pitch. And the reason that we are out of the League Cup is that Emerson can't defend. Like, his, his positioning... Oh, he's a terrible his posi- I'm so sick of yeah, him. He's, I just don't know what he's yeah, doing he's, at the club. No, no, he's awful. And that that is the reason we're out of the League Cup because basic, basic, you know, uh, staying in line and tracking your man... And he completely failed to do it. You know, you teach, if you're coaching 12-year-olds, that's what you teach them playing at left-back. And he completely failed to do that. And, you know, we certainly won't be having them problems with Ben Chilwell. Yeah, for sure. It was a remarkable weekend of football. Manchester City dropped points. Liverpool dropped points. Chelsea won. Are we in the title race? (laughs) Are they, I think. Um, No, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, look. At this stage, of course... We have to say we are. You know, Chelsea have to go into every season um, believing we are in the title race. Do I expect us to be neck and neck with Liverpool come May? Um, probably not. But if if you, if we are to turn around in October and say we're not in the title race, then we might as well all go home now. Um, yeah. Especially we're seeing such freak results um, as, as we saw on, on Sunday. I think... That is one thing that not having fans does throw up. You, you they throw up these freak results. I, I don't think there's any way that an Old Trafford crowd allows them to get beaten six-one by Tottenham. 
Um, Do you know when I've I've heard that a lot? I think people are overstating what role fans play in a football stadium. They lost six one at home to Manchester City. They did. They, they did. But I, I, I mean, to have two of those results on the same day, and. I think, it, I think far what may be an issue is the fact that we didn't have... Teams haven't had as much preparation. You know, there hasn't been a yeah. pre-season. I think that yeah. may be why teams are looking a bit ropey at the back, conceding more goals, making more mistakes. Possibly. Obviously, VAR is contributing to that. But all this, you wouldn't get that in front of a crowd. I don't buy it, mate. I mean, I, but by the same token, I think West Ham are far better without the kind of quite poisonous, anti-board, anti-moise, anti-players atmosphere at mm. the Olympic Stadium. And they're, they're thriving at the minute. Um, I, look, I think you can debate all day what, effort, what impact the crowd has on the actual score, but I, I, there's, no, there's no question that it changes the atmosphere of the game. I think, I think certain teams, for example, they will defend a bit deeper because... Otherwise, a crowd would urge them on and, and kind of wouldn't really have them not getting out of their own half, which is why we find some teams hard to break down. And also, I think when the concentration must be less, it must be less without the crowd there. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's being borne out. I don't think, personally, look, you agree to disagree, personally, I don't think you get results like Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 6, Man United 1, I don't think those happen in a full stadium. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the Champions League draw was done this week. Always exciting. Perhaps less exciting than usual due to the fact that fans aren't available to go. Uh, it's although, such a shame, Roar, isn't it? Well, is there a chance? I've seen things that perhaps the ground's going to be open for a third, things like that. Well, I think that's possible, but it certainly won't be to away fans. So I, th no. I, I think that's, that's going to be a slight hitch for... Well, a total hitch for for anyone wanting to go. I mean, I'd I'd love to go. So uh, where do you it, fancy? It so, so we're off to Krasnodar, Ren, and Seville. Krasnodar? Oh well, me me and you have been to Seville before, haven't we? That's where I had my stag do. What what a weekend that was! Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to go back to Seville. Um, I mean, I'd love to go to any of them. It's it's such a shame. I remember I remember the Champions League draw last year, the group when we drew Lille, Amsterdam, and um, Valencia. And everyone was just so excited, spent the afternoon. I remember, bit, you know, texting you on the phone, going like, oh, I've booked this and this and this. And it's just, it's just such a shame that we won't be there. But I do think it is a good draw for Chelsea. I fully expect us to go through. So I think that's kind of the main thing at the minute. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind draw, isn't it? It's, it, it's what you want. It's like Ren, Krasnodar, Seville. I, I don't think you could ask for much more than that, could you? No. I mean... Like, we top that group, surely. I mean, we really, really should. Uh, Sevilla are a good side, but we, we do have better players than them. It's just a fact. Um, do you remember when we, we went on my stag do? They had... Um, I think it was Sammy Nasri playing there. Yeah, who did they play? They it was a great stadium. Iber. That's a uh, great memory from you. Yeah. I think I think I'd had far too many uh, Spanish cocktails to remember that. <laughs> um, but uh, that's another great shame as well, because what a stadium that was to go to. Be yes. I thought at the time I'd love to see Chelsea there. Yeah, no, it'd be good. And you and you never know. You never know. You may be able to. All they have to do is announce that a certain amount of fans are allowed in the stadium, and then there is there is a chance. There's an opening. 
Yeah, you could fly into Gibraltar. You'd no quarantine if you did that. Happy days. Yeah, no, but look, I think if we if we win our home games, we should be beating Wren home and away. Should be getting a result in Krasnodar, albeit you know absolutely miles away. And yeah, we should be topping that group. Yeah, it's uh, it's it it actually brings it home, doesn't it? The the pain of the COVID situation around football when the Champions League draw is done and nobody can book any trips. Oh no, it's I mean I mean usually that is one of my favourite days of the year, the Champions League draw, and it completely passed me by, if I'm honest. Um, but you know, again, maybe maybe it's a chance to just just really buckle down, get through the groups. I I, I do expect progress in the Champions League this year because don't get me wrong, we came up against an infinitely better team in Bayern Munich, but we can't be losing. 7-0 or whatever it was again that's just not good you know it's just not good enough it's not it's not something Lampard would have enjoyed one bit he wasn't in Chelsea teams that lost 7-0 to anyone um, so I, 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 I want to see progress in this competition this year and we've been given a we've been given a great bedrock on which to do it sure and is there anything else that we need to discuss before we wrap this episode up Charlie anything else Chelsea basic well, I mean, the, tra- the the transfer window, by the time everyone's listening to this, um, will be over. Um, what do you make of our business over the summer, Rob? Oh, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? It's had echoes of 2003 all over it. We've really gone for it. I think, you know, we, we had a good season last year. We finished in the top four. We got to an FA Cup final. As the club, you can rest on your laurels when something like that happens. And you can mm. hope that the team do something similar again and you know, look at players like Mason Mount and think they've had another season so they're going to be better next year or you can really back them you can really back the manager and you can go full throttle and do your best to launch a serious and sustained bid for the league and that's what we've done and I actually think this team will do it I do when I asked you the question about are Chelsea in the title race I was, going to, I was actually very interested to hear what you said because my feeling on the matter is that we are we are absolutely capable of winning this league Liverpool are the team to beat but they for me are the only team to beat I don't think anybody, I think Manchester City, the goings on there, are. I, I think they are so prob, uh, problematic. I think Guardiola's heart's not in it at the moment. I think his team don't seem to be playing in his ethos, and I'll go so far as to say that he may have lost the dressing room. So with all that in mind, there is no reason why Chelsea can't hope that this result that we saw against Liverpool was a little bit more than just a blip. And if it is, be ready to capitalise. Obviously, we're the outsiders. Obviously, it's going to be difficult. Obviously, it's hugely against the odds. And obviously, I understand it's unlikely. But why not? Exactly. We've done it before. Exactly. So I am uh, I am optimistic. And I think this season's just getting started now. I, I, I agree it's a shame that we're now going to take a break for the international uh, gap. Because it's just hotting up, isn't it? After such a good weekend, it makes you wonder what what would happen yeah. next week with with everything that happened this week. But I was so gutted. I was so it. gutted when I remembered. Yeah, we just my only worry really is that I'm, I think that it could give Manchester United enough time to sack Solskjaer, and I really don't want them to do that. <laughs> I don't think they'll do that yet. I think they'll they'll let him have another couple of terrible results before they. That's do why that. I was a bit annoyed with Tottenham for like win the game three one. Don't win 6-1, because 6-1 forces a yeah. reaction. 3-1, they can blame the sending off and whatever. 
Yeah. So, uh, it's, but I'm, but I'm worried they're, they're, that six-one might just be too much for their fans and uh, board to ignore. I mean, mind you, they're winning a few too many games for my liking now. Tottenham, they started yeah, really well, dodgy. I thought it was all going wrong under Mourinho. Everton, there's a lot of clubs that are a threat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ever- Everton look fantastic, so and we we know firsthand how good Ancelotti is. Don't it's we? Hardly, it's yeah, hardly absolutely. surprising that Ancelotti's got a team yeah. playing well. We've seen it all before, haven't we? Absolutely. There, there was a lot of kind of chin stroking when he came in. Oh, he can't manage a club of this stature. He only, he's finished. He only does Champions League or whatever. Like absolutely not. As if as if a man with the experience, the class, and the quality that Ancelotti has, wasn't going to impact. You know, Michael Keane. Like, of course he was. Yeah, um, for sure. They've they've bought very wisely. I think James Rodriguez has just kind of shown the Premier League up a little bit, really. Just come yeah. in like we 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 know he's a talented player, but just to come in and almost dominate like he has done, having been on the sidelines for 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 a large. He does it all so easily as well, doesn't he? There's very little effort involved. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of um, he reminds me of Deco in the in the few games that Deco was when very, Deco very was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in that um, one game against Portsmouth. <laughs> oh mate, we were so good that day. <laughs> Oh, mate, this is uh, about to turn into a trip down memory lane, so we better wrap it up. Uh, that's all yeah. we've got time for. Thank you all so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be much appreciated. And make sure you subscribe if you haven't already, if you enjoyed what you heard. And we will see you all next time on Wherever You May Be.